This is Crossroads, the Get Religion podcast. There has been a lot of media coverage of the increase in homeschooling, especially during the recent pandemic. The AP has a story. Homeschooling surge continues despite schools reopening. You can read through the entire thing, and there's but one sidelong minor mention of religion. I know a lot of people who have decided to homeschool for explicitly religious reasons. Am I an outlier? Greetings and welcome to Crossroads with Terry Mattingly. I'm Todd Wilkin. Thanks for tuning us in. Terry is Senior Fellow at the Overby Center for Southern Journalism and Politics at the University of Mississippi. He's author of the weekly On Religion column for the Universal Syndicate and the book Pop Goes Religion, and he's founder and editor of Get Religion. Terry, welcome back. Glad to be here. It is somewhat frustrating to read this from the Associated Press that while they do in passing mention religion as a past motivation for homeschooling, there's nothing of it in the rest of the story. When are these wire services going to figure out what's going on here? (laughs) Well, it's really interesting in the sense that let's take that headline, the uh, homeschooling surge continues despite schools opening. When meanwhile, you could call up a different Associated Press story, talk of race, sex in schools divides Americans. And it's a, a study, it's a poll that's come out, and it gets religion right in there pretty quick and admits that a lot of these debates about schools right now have to do with religion. I would say that what we've got here is a massive failure to connect some basic dots. And I know that to some degree it's because the Associated Press physically is all over the place. These people are not in the same room talking to each other. I also know that many of these stories would change if they ever allowed religion writers to be involved in the reporting and the writing of these stories. But see, that requires you to see the issue. Well, right now it's particularly frustrating to see these things. Let's just give you an example. Would you say there's a fairly big story right now about Florida and Disney and that it has something to do with schools? Yeah, it's it's a huge story. Have How many of those stories have you seen that openly admit that a lot of this is conservative religious people who are very upset at Disney and who are very upset with their schools? I must say not many, actually. Oh, okay. I've seen some. Let's put it this way. There are at least some people out there that can spot that one. Okay. Well, if you were really, really upset with your public schools over what is clearly a a morality issue, which for mm, 40% or more of Americans would clearly be religious in nature, or connect the dot over to the political earthquake that took place in Virginia, which a lot of which was related to people being very upset with public schools and with public school officials in some cases saying either in private settings and getting quoted or even in sort of public remarks that said, you know, that mean that parents can't be the final arbiter of what's taught to their kids and that, you know, there needs to be a broader view of kind of um, 
well, we could get into Hillary Clinton and it takes a village. But, you know, this whole idea that parents don't need to know what their children are being taught about sexuality to a lesser or in some cases greater extent racial issues and whether some races are uniquely evil or sinful or whatever. Well, you have all of that. Let's put that entire big balloon ball of yarn of all of those issues and then say, do you think that might have something to do with the growth of homeschooling? I don't see that as a very hard set of connections to make, but it really seems to be so. And, and they admit that homeschooling had something to do, grew out of religious communities in some way. But like you said, what did it get? Four sentences, four words in a story? Four words, I mean, or five words or whatever it was. It's, it's really quite amazing and is a classic example of a get religion ghost. The people who edited this story just didn't get it. I'm curious because they actually did speak to a number of people. They have yeah. some some quotes here, and it seems like it was rather superficial when the parents' concerns were, well, um, I did I already didn't like, and I paraphrase here, I already didn't like what my kids were being taught once I saw what they were being taught in the pandemic. Maybe there was a follow-up that didn't get quoted, but it yeah. seems like there really should have been a follow-up to what kinds of things were you unhappy with? Yeah, in other words, the Zoom era of public education and parents watching these classes and spotting, some in some cases, just basic holes in the curriculum or what they viewed as a lack of quality in the curriculum. But in some cases, they saw stuff that they thought was disturbing. And it's very easy to see how that leaps over to the battles in Florida and elsewhere about the issue of whether schools need to be transparent with parents about what's going on in the lives of their children, all the way down to whether the children have special lockers at their school to where when they come to school, they can change clothes and assume a different gender identity and with different pronouns, and the parents don't need to be told about this. I could see how that might lead to some homeschooling cases. I also would note a sentence or two would have been appreciated over the fact that almost every time there are arguments about whether we need additional homeschooling regulations or in the old days, the arguments about whether homeschooling should be legal in the first place, those arguments all came down to religious content related to science and morality and other issues. And I think that's what's being implied in this story when you look back into the past and they spot the religion thread. That hadn't gone away, only now it's a different set of issues. And I guarantee you, if we have some states bring up new attempts to regulate homeschooling, religion's going to be right at the heart of that just as religion was at the heart of homeschooling debates in Germany and in other parts of the world. You can't pull that subject out 
of this debate. And every time this comes up in a legal context and you have lawsuits and you have legislation about new regulations, et cetera, et cetera, religion's going to be there. Although listeners really need to understand that there's been an increase among secular people homeschooling as well. And COVID may have had more to do with that. There have been cases of liberal trends in religion where people wanted to homeschool their kids. A long, long time ago, I did a column about a witch, a woman who was in Wicca, and she was very serious about her witchcraft and her beliefs linked to neo-paganism and the environment and all of this other stuff. She had pulled her kids out of school, which shocked me because she said she didn't want the school defining her religious beliefs as Harry Potter or something like that, or she didn't think they took religion seriously. And, and I thought to myself, this is wild. I'm talking to a witch who's a homeschooling mom. And a lot of her quotes, if you took the Wicca out of it, she would have sounded exactly like stuff you would have heard at a Focus on the Family convention. This is more than an issue about Orthodox Jews, Muslims, Roman Catholics, and evangelical Protestants. There are some secular people here, but that broader religious world is where most of the homeschooling motivation is coming from. My adult daughter, the mother of my three grandchildren, has been involved in a homeschooling co-op in our small town. And when they finally assembled everybody for uh, doing some cooperative stuff, they had, I think, 80 people. And it is as diverse a group of parents and children as you could possibly find. Huh. And there are people there who are explicitly religiously motivated, some who have no religious affiliation whatsoever, some who are kind of off on the fringe, as you were mentioning before. Yeah. That strikes me as just a fascinating story, to walk into one of those groups, they're not hard to find, and say, let's hear from everybody why they do this and why they yeah. are determined to do this. It, you, you used an interesting word there. The co-op situation is a whole other trend that it really is a story in and of itself because I see the co-op movement in many cases as being linked often for a desire for the teaching of some subjects that we are seeing now with the rise of the classical schools and the the classically based education where they go back to curriculums. Um, I mean, my own family is involved in this. My son-in-law is a teacher in an Orthodox classical school where, by the way, about 30% of the students at this Orthodox school, that is Eastern Orthodox, it's attached to the cathedral in Wichita, Kansas, about a third of the students in that school are Missouri Synod Lutherans. And that's a story in and of itself. We're seeing some of these trends now bubble up into the world of higher education with alternative forms of colleges starting, some of them in an attempt to be more religious, some of them in an attempt to be less expensive, smaller, alternative ways of funding education. There's a host of connected stories here, and a lot of them are connected to the homeschooling marketplace and those families, some of which are quite large families, 
and their attempts to establish more control of the education of their children. Here's the actual sentence in the AP story. Once a relatively rare practice chosen most often for reasons related to instruction on religion, homeschooling grew rapidly in popularity following the turn of the century before leveling off at about 3.3%. What I wanted to read next was either the reason religion is or isn't or does or doesn't continue to be the motivating factor because they admit it was in many senses the motivating factor early on yeah that same and like i said the legal battles over homeschooling were almost all linked to religion now jump further down in that paragraph and there's another interesting sentence with gaping holes in it surveys have indicated factors include including dissatisfaction with neighboring schools concerns about school environment and the appeal of customizing an education okay dissatisfaction with neighborhood schools is pretty broad concerns about school environment that could be everything from safety that could be everything from moral envi environments i know people right now who are pulling their kids out and seeking alternative forms whether in classical schools traditional religious schools homeschooling or whatever that a large part of their motivation is their concern about smartphone culture and in some cases specifically how that links to issues related to gender dysphoria and kind of some of the things that are being offered to their children and teens as alternative ways of thinking about issues that the parents consider explicitly religious. So they would talk about safety in terms of moral safety, as well as in terms of physical safety. And then when you use a phrase like the appeal of customizing an education, what that seems to say is that there are subjects that are not being taught at their public school that parents would like to see taught to their children. Now, I could see that being something from engineering or advanced coding or robotics, but I could also see that being religious subjects, the ability to study literature in a religious context or languages even. <laughs> I have a granddaughter now who's, you know, 11, and I think she's now in year five of her Latin studies and year four of her studies in Greek. People are seeking a broader spectrum of what's possible in education. And there are positive sides of that, new curriculum, new ideas, new things we'd like our children to have. And then there are negative sides of that, which could be these various subjects that get linked to the word safety. You know how we've heard so many times now that we often hear it in terms of LGBTQ issues that uh, on public schools, campuses, and at university campuses, that people say, you really shouldn't allow that person to come onto our campus and speak because they make me feel threatened. They, they make me feel like I'm endangered or not respected on the campus if you allow that conservative speaker to come on campus and talk about gender dysphoria. 
Well, that issue of kind of safety and feeling triggered, well, there's frankly, there's a conservative side to that as well. And a lot of these parents are expressing very similar concerns. And you could call that safety concerns about the school environment. Another fascinating thing in the AP story that may be yet another stalking religion ghost is when the story turns to black families making up many of the homeschool converts, and it says the proportion of black families homeschooling their children increased by five times. Five from, times. That right. is That in itself is remarkable, but I, if you know anything basic about American black families, their demographic, they do tend to be quite religious. Yeah, it's fascinating, too, because racial issues, and justifiably so, have received so much of the coverage in the wake of Virginia and arguments about the struggles to define CRT, where people are claiming that banning CRT would mean even teaching the history of the civil rights movement or racial desegregation in schools, while then you hear other people saying that CRT would even threaten covering, well, the Reverend Martin Luther King Jr.'s teachings about judging people by the content of their character, not the color of their skin, which a lot of white Christians would applaud that and say, we're all in this racism battle together, and there is no one uniquely sinful race, which is not to say that racism in America hasn't been an issue that predominantly or overwhelmingly affects black people. But see, once again, you can hear religion creeping into that. I would be fascinated to know why there has been a five times increase in homeschooling among black families. And they should head straight to the world of Pentecostal black Christianity and the Church of God in Christ the Assemblies of God, the growing black megachurch movement in places like Florida and in the greater Washington, D.C. area, it would not be hard to find these people, but you would have to admit that they exist. I would be fascinated to know if these are black families that gave up on public schools or are these black families that wanted an alternative to the Christian schools that were in their area, and they didn't think the Christian schools had enough racial diversity. My son went to a Christian school in Maryland that had large numbers of African-Americans in it, almost up to the level of a public school in large parts of America, although clearly not up to the racial diversity you would have seen in public schools, you know, elsewhere in urban Maryland. But yes, there, boy, that was another paragraph that just needed some backup work. It needed, and if black families were appalled by what they saw on during those Zoom classes, or they felt their children weren't responding well to Zoom classes, well, there's another important subject that is not discussed in depth. In this piece. Now, you can't put everything in the same piece, but when I read a phrase like 
the proportion of black families homeschooling their children increased five times from 3.3%, which is kind of like the normal homeschooling amount, to 16.1%? That's amazing. This wasn't a case of black families going from one to five, and all of a sudden they are more closely resembling the national average of homeschoolers. That 16.1 number just jumps and deserves a follow-up. So how does it get to this um, in terms of you had mentioned not only the author, but the this book, I'm sorry, this, this article obviously went through an editor or two. Yeah. How does that get missed, these holes in the story or the, the ghosts, the religion-shaped ghosts in the story? Well, there's nobody laying hands on this story, as we used to say. They're not, there's not another set of eyeballs reading the story that explicitly would say, wait a minute, call a black church or two. Hey, call a alternative black school and ask them if they're seeing an increase in homeschooling or co-ops or something. I think it's, it's basically the same question that Get Religion has been facing since day one. And this is a perfect example of the wall on which we are banging our heads. Anybody who knows anything about the history of homeschooling in America has to be aware of the religion component. And giving it four or five words, it, it, that just isn't going to cut it as basic journalism. I don't know how. They need to call the religion editors over and say, take a look at this. What do you think? But calling them over means you see the problem. And the question you're asking is, why don't they see the problem in the first place? And that's the majority of subject material that get religion. We have an advertiser here on Issues Etc. They are a homeschooling curriculum company, right. a large one, Memoria Press. And I'm wondering why the reporter didn't say, okay, yeah. you need resources, you need curricula. Nobody just makes it up on their own. They all go, every homeschooler eventually says, oh, I need some curricula. Contact one of these yeah. curriculum-producing organizations and say, why are people buying your product? I kept waiting for a paragraph just from the National Homeschooling Association, just the national legal think tank that exists to advocate the legal rights of homeschoolers. Why not give them a call? If you call, if you put homeschooling association in the Google search, you're going to hit religion within three to four things on screen number one of your search. It's, you almost have to want to avoid it. So if you're the editor and you get handed this in its proof form, what do you tell the reporter to go back and do before it goes to print or in the case of the AP pops out on the wire? Well, I would ask them for a background paragraph on the history of the homeschooling movement and the legal fights over it, essentially, since both of those issues are raised in this story. The history has something to do with religion. Okay, what is that? There are disputes looming now about attempting to control homeschooling, to establish content issues related to homeschooling. Well, who is likely to respond to that? And in this case, I think editors should simply have like signs on the, 
side of their computer screens now, if anybody still has computer screens that have sides, like the old big, huge TV-like terminals, that simply say, fights about education and morality. Duh, think Florida almost always have a religion component. Get the religion writer on the phone, and the Associated Press has a religion writer. Get the religion writer on the phone and talk to them. See if they have some names. See if they have some phone numbers. Get another Rolodex involved in this story, and it'll get reported then. Terry Mattingly is Senior Fellow at the Overby Center for Southern Journalism and Politics at the University of Mississippi. He's author of the weekly On Religion column for the Universal Syndicate and the book Pop Goes Religion. He's founder and editor of Get Religion. Terry, thank you very much. Glad to be here. I'm Todd Wilkin. I'll talk with you next week. Thanks for listening to Crossroads with Terry Mattingly. Crossroads is a production of Get Religion, part of the First Amendment projects at the Overby Center at the University of Mississippi. If you appreciate this podcast, please make a secure online tax-deductible donation at getreligion.org.